Today, the theme of the night is hashtag me too many. Uh, and you, might, you may or may not know why that's the case if you've never been on the internet. Um, but we're here to bring awareness to gender-based violence. And there has been a recent surge in the use of the hashtag me too. So we're letting the people know it's me too many. Uh, and we, we're, yes, yes, yes. And it's, it's not me that's gonna let you know. It's the wonderful women warriors of Bangkok Rising. They are here tonight. They brought a squad of fierce performers and they're gonna light up the mic, man. They're gonna light up the mic. So, you know, usually we start the show by telling people the rules. Right, we do have rules because, you know, we gotta, we gotta let people know the baseline of respect, right? Um, that's what tonight's about, right? Respect. Um, so, we sing, usually we sing or, or do a little freestyle, so that's what we're gonna do. DJ, please. Oh, yes, yes. How y'all doing tonight? I need noise, I need energy. Yes. How you doing tonight? All right, come on, yes, yes. Who's here to have a good time? All right, all right. So, here's the thing. If you're about to have a good time in the spot tonight, you got to listen real close. That's right, because we got some rules. Don't you drool, listen close. That's right, here is what is most important. On the microphone, whoever is pouring, you best respect it. That's right, check it. Here's the lesson. Rule two, turn off your cell phone. Cause we don't wanna hear that ringtone. Even if it's Despacito. Man, I love that song. I could hear it like all day long, but not tonight while someone's on the mic, man. Come on everybody, let's give them the thrice or three. I don't know what rule three is. Somebody remind me, please to support the bar here tonight. Yes, cause live lounge, man, they get it real tight. It's always lit here and they always support the arts. And you know, even if someone is making fart noises, it don't matter, yo. We're here to have a good time and let it flow. Here's the good vibes, rule four for tonight. What is rule four? If you're here to have a good time, the crowd sure enough creates the vibe. Last right, so let's do a little survey. Everybody in this house tonight, if you're here to have a good time, I wanna see your hands raised up high and wave them like this. Uh, huh. Yes, look uh, around, oh, look, at look that. around. No one's here to have a bad time now. So it's up to you to have a good time. We need your energy when someone's on the mic. Give them a snap, give them a grunt. Give them whatever, man, give them what you want. Let them know that you're enjoying their stuff. And that's pretty much it. So you know what we gonna do, that's right. That's Rory finished sentences for you, but hey, huh. we have one more rule tonight. Rory made it like a few times ago. What is it, Rory? Let them know. Leave it with a friend that you didn't know before, come on. That's right. You have to leave with a friend tonight. If you came with two or three or five, you better leave with six or seven or nine. That's it. So here we go. We about to start the show. You know the rules. You know them, right? So let's not break them, all right? <laughs> all right. Put your hands together for the one, the only. 
You see, I have opened my eyes to a society of injustice, of dog-eat-dog, small fish, big fish, and even bigger fish. We see young hearts grow jaded as their knuckles bruise, hands filled with calluses as they have been bare-fisting down onto this pyramid of hierarchy, of greed, and of selfishness in the hopes that we all fall, rise, and stand on even planes together. But to no avail, the pyramid remains strong. As the fuckers on top beat the shit out of their wives, the bottom men raise their fists too. As the top wives blame their mistresses, the bottom women teach their daughters to hate the other girls too. As the grown men embrace being the muscle to our curves, the key dicks to our keyholes, the breadwinner to our unbuttered crotches, domesticated mess, our grown women pitch into the idea of survival of the fittest woman and embrace being the pussy to get whipped on, the tits on Snapchat to trade for instant love, instant likes, instant approval that comes like come and leaves like the man that comes. <laughs> tits on Snapchats to trade for instant love, instant likes, instant approval that comes like come and leaves like the man that comes. <laughs> the truth is, the truth is men hurt women, women hurt men, men hurt men, women hurt women, and hurt people hurt people, and hurt people enable each other's hurts, and the hurt never ends. Hurt becomes the currency we pay the media to feast on. Hurt becomes the currency we pay for the media to feast on. Witch hunt, glorified rape cases, whore on the loose, crazy ex-girlfriend, chop cheating man's penis, crazy ex-boyfriend throws acid in a girl's face. Abusive, spacey, Harvey Weinstein, men versus women, women versus men. We pay in hate and we pay to be divided. I could stand here and today and talk about my hurt, discuss the times the eyes of men scan my organs up and down, the entitlement that the title of eye candy is thrust upon me the moment my chromosomes decided vagina. Reminisce every single time a man questions my nerd credibility despite the fact that I can quote the entire Empire Strikes Back. And the time I'm solid as fuck in Counter-Strike. <laughs> Recall the first time my dad's colleague glanced between my legs and take a peep under my dinner table. Shame my first boyfriend for pinning his volleyball calloused hands between my nose and forehead in a mere five minutes after I said, no, please, no. Or revisit the school bullies that called me a whore for letting him defile me. And then this poem becomes about my pain. My life story becomes about my pain. How I carry my conversations, my attitude, my sarcastic comments, my backhanded, passive-aggressive Facebook status, my hashtags. My entire identity becomes about my pain. 
And I don't know if you've heard, but there are people near and far sharing this planet with us who's known nothing but pain. I could try and write about the women out there that don't have a choice, about the ones whose memories of adolescence involve not masturbating to Leo DiCaprio's posters and crying over rejected prom proposals, but one of being forced to choose chunks of stone by evil men who just want them to stop talking. But that's not my world. I'm a privileged woman who survived encounters of abuse, blessed to not have been impregnated against my will with the burden of the offspring of momentary sexual desire and entitlement. To have the bravery to grace this stage and let my story echo. I am not here to blame men. I am not here to empower women while masturbating to secret jealousy. My insecure female brain triggers at the sight of another woman. Like there is not enough room on the stage to light all of us. <laughs> I am not here to empower women, women, women while masturbating to the secret jealousy my insecure female brain triggers at the sight of another woman like there is not enough room to light the stage for us all. You see, I have opened my eyes to a society of injustice, of dog-eat-dog, -dog, small fish, big fish, and even bigger fish. We see young hearts grow jaded as their knuckles bruise, hands filled with calluses after bare fisting down onto the pyramid of hierarchy, of greed and selfishness. But maybe, maybe the bruises and beatings can stop if we focus on not tearing down the ones at the top. But instead of lifting the wounded back up, have more deep talks over a coffee cup. I see us women desperate to be heard by our open eyes Mindfulness preferred. I see men lost in role models that don't teach them to deal with complex emotions so they hide how they feel. While she is screaming in pain into her pillow, he ejaculates his loneliness onto his pillow. She fantasizes about Christian Grey. He fantasizes about dominating his lay. We're all hurt, yet we're human at the end of the day. Celebrate our differences and we'll, maybe we'll be okay. For one is not better than the other. There's merit to dad, there's treasure to mother. Penis, vagina, together or apart, we can unite in the fact that we all fart. <laughs> Let's laugh at my joke over a cup of coffee. Am I too naive to end this message with unity? Thank you. <laughs> like wisdom. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for Bangkok Rising! When I look in the mirror, I see beauty and flaws. Someone who pretends to be strong. A woman who is on the cusp of finally accepting herself. Power. When I look in the mirror, I see. Imperfections. Someone beautiful inside and out. A woman learning to mend a broken heart. 
a fighter. When I look in the mirror, I see a strong, independent woman. A woman simply trying to cope. Me in an adult's body. Loneliness. When I look in the mirror, I see someone I love. A body that is never good enough. Beauty. Someone I don't even recognize anymore. When I look in the mirror, I see strength. Someone else. A woman with experience. Me, just me. from Brighton, England, the one, the only, man, one, open! Do not tell me what to do. They say I'm a rebel without a cause, but my rebel is just a disheveled disguise for my thoughts as my Saws thaw until you tell me what to do. Like what I want is an untruth, an afterthought sought out by someone who and with a means to rip any power I had away from me. And the anxiety that causes me waits anxiously inside of me until I see red. See, what you said does not own me. It clouds me, it shrouds me, belittles each and every memory. Depression choked by anxiety and the years of lonely post-PTSD separation as a result of self and peer speculation of what I may or may not have been through. Because isn't that how this world works? Guilty until proven true? Except I, the victim, am expected to follow suit, not tell the truth because the truth fucking hurts. But did I just get my just desserts? Because of course, a pervert is not perverse if he confirms he has a mental illness. Well, I have a void. And nothing can fill this except for my mental illness, which came about as a result of your misguided actions. But then, my life is just a fraction of yours as you sit in your jail cell buying Michael Kors handbags from your smart TV, which you have secretly hidden from the news stories in order to assist the seduction of your next teen horror story. How many of us will there be? When you sit alone in that five by five cell at night, do you think about insight or incest? Does your PlayStation and flat screen and private chef help you to get this off your chest? Does your zest for life falter at all during this prison process? Because if not, where is the justice? And does that term even exist for a victim? Will anything actually amount to the life you have taken from me? The pain of every drop of rain that beats down on my body, my heart, but bum beating in my chest for no less than 130 beats per minute at rest. Because I was blessed with forgiveness, an on-off switch that I have learned. Fuck, man. Because I was blessed with forgiveness, an on-off switch which I have learned to reach for as I yearn to secure a sense of security that clearly was not meant for girls like me. And so I beg you, do not tell me what to do. Because he did. 
He didn't ask. His mask of musky, alcohol-fueled scent did not repent as he touched me, as he fucked me, silently and slowly, but yet violently, drunkenly fulfilling his childhood fantasies. This is rape, but this is not okay. But for today and tomorrow and the future, as far as I can see it, we concede it, we appease it, because not talking about it is far easier than facing it. So let's not traipse through it. Let's not trace my tears back to that attack because we, because we fear the future of that story. I might be a recluse in my society. My body might be scathed and yet uncharted territory because there is no hope for me. But you, you have the ability to actually see a brighter and more connected future side of society. But you are not me. So look at me. And please, do not tell me what to do. Thank you. Happy as ever. You gotta understand me. Now to welcome to the stage, all the way from Aberdeen, the one, the only, Calling all men, calling all men, my guys, my dudes, my brothers, my totally in a friend way lovers. Remember the ways we looked out for each other? You taught me to build fires from birch trees. You taught me to tell stories at parties. You showed me that fear was to be fought. You nurtured my strength, but you kept me sheltered told me any melt that fucks with me is getting welded. We simmered, in the s we simmered the still of ourselves to an essence, shimmered and shed dew of our adolescence, strode across summers and 7-Elevens. With you, the whole world would seem small in our presence. See, something in us wells for a man's struggles. Nothing sells like his toils and his troubles. We all wanted the best for Harry Potter. <laughs> well, where were we with women? I see, we shift disposition. Can't quite really listen. See differently from disposition. Solidarity comes with conditions. Question gestures and nano decisions. We say, this chasm of experience is vast while we ogle behind, while we ogle through ideological plexiglass, unaware of what we're letting pass, a Homer Simpson production line task. So I'm calling all men. Be that guy, pick your side, interrupt the office interrupter, shut down the chat on her looks and who fucked her. Be a resistor, don't. All right. So I'm calling all men, be that guy, pick your side. Interrupt the office interrupter, shut down the chat on her looks and who fucked her. Be a resistor, don't be a conductor. You see harassment, then you're the obstructor. And when you hear the posh English man at work whose bigotry tends to be treated as charming eccentricity due to his received pronunciation, chat shit about your colleague, don't just sit there smiling like a spanner because you know that his favor is professionally necessary. Fuck Connor. 
Uh. Right. Okay, so I'm not saying you need to be nice guy Joe nor some Justin Trudeau woke fuckboy bro. I'm not calling all men perpetrators. Though I am calling all men to acknowledge the ways in which our structural position biases our perception. Let's organize, fraternize, stop us all acting all atomized. The only thing that's ever been invisible is us, our disavowal. You revel in revelation when you see me too. Well, it didn't happen on a fucking space station, man. Where were you? We need the revolution. You revel in revelation when you see me too. Well, it didn't happen on a fucking space station, man. Where were you? We need a revolution. I'm asking who comes through. That's why I'm calling all men again. Shit's overdue. Right. Thank you. They got Bangkok Rising. City of Chicago! <gasps> Carla Rivera! When I was just 15, Life was a beautiful place. It was summertime, and I returned to the Andes, a young woman in bloom, reconnecting with my longtime friend and neighbor, now a young man so soon. He played guitar for me. I showed him some of that Spanish dancing. We never held hands. We never even kissed. I did learn in his eyes the meaning of the word complicity. Leoncio passed away, a virgin at 22, too soon. When I was just 15, life became a bit strange. I was a student of dance, and one day in the studio, I knew not how to take a stance. He was my teacher. He was older and wise. He stood in front of me and looked into my eyes. Si tus ojos hablaran, he said, if your eyes could speak. He left me cold and confused. I knew not how to reply. I often wondered if he meant a compliment. I know now the tone in this comment forever left a dent. Juanjo was his name. When I was just 15, life became a horrible place. I was celebrating the last day of the year he was a family friend, 25. We danced and laughed, and then for dinner we sat. 
I looked across the table to my parents when he placed his hand on my knee. I paralyzed and shivered quietly when he went to finger me. I learned a sad lesson that night that has cost me many years to unlearn. I protected him for so long by not speaking up of what he had done wrong. His name was Ricardo Colombiano y un hijo de puta. <laughs> I let go. I'm sorry for all the men who paid for it. I forgive, give forth, myself first. Thank you. Moving forward, never dabbling back. The crew that's sure to get you live in the wax. We never come with it slack. Now everybody from the front to the back. away from Bangkok. Yes, travel so far to be with us tonight, somewhere along Sukhumvit maybe. There's a lot of traffic, y'all. There's a lot of traffic. So I need y'all to put your hands together for Babna! We are waltzing. At the age of 15, what do you expect? It feels like I'm walking on smiling rainbow. He makes me blush. We talk, we talk a lot. I tell him that he's my first love. Days pass by, I am flattered. Months pass by, and it still feels so good. You know, it's one of those days I can't explain what kind of good? Then he speaks, you hardly have boobs. I begin to question myself, and he complains, he complains until I start to have arguments. Now, I'm 16. I start to get irritated, rather frustrated. But I love him so much. I do. I don't like the way I look when I wear my lacy red dress. I wonder how my boobs would look like it, if it felt like marshmallows. These are his words when he told me, you hardly have any boobs. That was a few days ago when we, during Valentine's. He said, baby, I like it soft. Well, my part-time job at the juice bar doesn't pay me much. I try to save, and I book an appointment at Cotton Candy Cosmetic Cafe. There are so many to choose from, you know, from lollipop looks, the secret ingredient, cupcake, handle with care. So I chose Cotton Candy. I walk into the Cotton Candy Cosmetic Cafe, and I mention I would like to have cup C. By appointment was made, and I was given five collagen shots that tasted sweet. I wonder why, but I did. Now I have cup C, and he says, I like them. We still fight as years pass by, and I am no longer myself. I have too many mood swings, and I have been diagnosed with depression. I get so annoyed that I have been breaking things 
The therapist said, you're having symptoms of being bipolar. I denied, I denied many, many times. I love him and I will always do. We are high school sweethearts. Today we're engaged and I am 21. But now I've already have my cheekbone lifted, my eyelashes tinted, and I started my first Botox injection. He said, baby, we will be married, but you still need to have some more changes. By now, the cosmetic surgeon is my friend. So she says, let's have some more collagen shots. I feel like I'm losing myself. I don't recognize the youthful me. Can someone teach me how to love myself? Seriously, is it too late? Can you teach me how to love myself? Arguments continue, verbal abuse on the rise. I have my first baby and she's an angel who loves fries. By now, I'm in my 30s and I've accepted that. I am bipolar. The therapist said it's no point to deny it, just rather accept it, don't make it worse. Was she right? Why do women have to change so much for the one they love? I begin to hate the name cotton candy. Every time I walk in there, I'm physically, mentally, emotionally changing. I have some kind of cushions in every part of my body. I see my husband starting to have affairs with other women. Is that why I chose cotton candy? And that's why he loves me only when I look 16. Years pass by and my angel asks me, mommy, why are you having so much of pain? And why does daddy say mommy is bipolar? What is that? I scream rather than talk in calmness. The last time I was calm when I was, um, can't remember, 15, 16, 17, 18, well, I don't remember. Like I said, I love him and I love my angel, Sarah. Sarah forgot how to show love. Can you teach me so I can teach my daughter how to fall in love with herself? Is it too late? Do you have some time to spare so that you can teach me how to teach myself or teach my daughter how to love herself? What should I do? Was it always me that there was a problem? Now, today, I have become a bipolar mannequin. At 51, I don't, my, I don't recognize myself anymore. Is it all made up? I feel fake. I have cushions everywhere in the part of my body. Is that why I wanted to feel like marshmallow? Is that why that today I feel like a bipolar mannequin sitting here right now at the Cotton Candy Cosmetic Cafe? Thank you. This poet comes from the cosmos. Put your hands together for the one, the only, Guy When it comes to abuse, there are those who don't make a peep. And like so many others, when it comes to abuse, I'm the black sheep. I don't know much about abuse. I don't know what it's like to be catcalled. I don't know what it's like to be groped. I don't know shit. So why do I have a voice? But these women don't. Do they have no choice? 
I'm a privileged white little shit who knows nothing about the victim. I grew up living a cozy, carefree life in the United Kingdom. But even in my own country, there were women who were assaulted. But I can't hear their cries. I'm just eating crisps ready salted. <laughs> Whose fault is this? My school? My parents? My own? I think I, I turned a blind eye to it all. I think it was always known how these women were treated like they sat on one step lower. I just want to blow all, all this hate away with a giant leaf blower. I had a golden ticket to life because I have a penis. As a kid, I thought women... <laughs> I had a golden ticket to life because I have a penis. And when I was a kid, I thought women came from the planet Venus. But they are equal. They descended from apes too. I think the time is now for an equality breakthrough. <laughs> the world is your oyster. Unless you're a girl, then it's a clam. <laughs> Female drivers aren't responsible for the traffic jam. <laughs> why don't I know anything about why these women wail? I think it's maybe because our society has failed. I think I should listen. I really think I should. Instead of just assuming you're angry because you're on your period. <laughs> I don't understand why she won't look me in the eyes. I've never felt her pain because there's something between my thighs. You hit like a girl. Well, it could be worse. You say things like that and wonder why she hit you with a purse. There's more to women than just cleaning the linen. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for women. Yes, my dad also did his part, but right now we're talking about where my life made a start. In the womb of a woman, that of my dear mother, the woman who gave birth to me and my older brother. Nature made us equal, but then society drew us apart. Don't give her a voice, give her a shopping cart. It shouldn't matter, it shouldn't matter if you got a dick. It shouldn't matter if you got a vag. You're a human being, so wear it like a badge. Why is it when I Google world leaders, only three out of hundreds are female? And the only people I see talking about abuse, about abuse are those change.org emails. A wage gap because of a small gap? They've got no dick, so suck on that. I'll pay them less even if they're more qualified. This is a man's world. Is that rule worldwide? Society taught me some things, like how to read and write, but they never told me how daily these women have to fight. Left-wing media saying that men should stick their head in a noose and women shouting harassment over things that aren't abuse. I know real abuse victims who are sick of these false claims and celebrities without stories so they can get 15 minutes of fame. This was happening before Harvey Weinstein. This was happening before lands became countries, but nothing lasts forever. So let's end it together. Honestly, I don't like you anyway, regardless of your gender. We're all bipedal beasts, carbon-based pretenders but we should at least treat each other with some respect and dignity, and together we can all sing the symphony of sympathy. A woman jumped in front of a horse just so you could vote. If you've suffered abuse, then it's time to clear your throat. But at least I can admit that I don't know shit what it's like to be hit or have someone call me fit, but I have something that my ancestors never had, the internet. I can research how women are treated in Trinidad, and maybe, just maybe, I can make a difference instead of turning a blind eye and ignoring their existence. I'm part of the problem because I don't know about abuse. But if I educate myself more, I can put my voice to use. To stand up for the women and their pain. <laughs> I'm part of the problem because I don't know about abuse. But if I educate myself more, I can put my voice to use. To stand up for the women and their pain that I know fuck all about. 
then maybe one day we can all swim in the river with the rainbow trout. Thank you. Um, I want to take the moment to let it be known every Monday morning, every Monday morning at about 8 o'clock, uh, we publish a podcast, a weekly podcast entitled Leroy's Library. And what this podcast is, is we basically show you what goes on at the show. We have recordings of poems that happen at this show. And along the way, we talk about mythology, uh, other stuff. It just depends. Um, but if you want to tune in every Monday morning, first of all, follow us on Facebook. And follow us on SoundCloud, because that's where we put it. If you don't have a SoundCloud account, get one ASAP. Because that's where you can hear Rory's music, too. And that's where you can hear a lot of the poets that you see today, including Bangkok Lyric Lunacy. Follow us on SoundCloud. That's where you'll get our podcast every Monday morning. So are you guys ready for your next performer? Oh, I need more noise than that. Are you ready for your next performer? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I need you to make some noise. Storm, storm that is crashing within me, that is sucking till the last breath I still possess, suffocating my throat, blurring my mind with tormenting thoughts, anguishing my emotions, overflowing from my heart, impressing to be released from this body that too hardened has become, that too much had to contain, that too often risks to break down. Storm, the dust you bring with you has blinded my sight. I can't see, I just feel, and this feeling makes me cold. It was once warm, the serene lay within, and an eternal dawn became the home of my soul, of my smiles, of my peace. Now there is wind, all moves, all is uncertain within. All is blowing, crashing, bouncing in the temple of my being. I became a slave of this torment, enchained to this column that so strong cannot be eradicated from the ground. Oh, I have been enslaved before. I have been within that storm that disorients, that splits and hurts, like the small flakes of ice scattering on my face in the frozen land. My scream was loud, yet no voice could ever be heard. Those unspoken words lacerated my labor, that bent in half was too stressed and incapable to digest the emotions. The storm infiltrated abruptly in my mind, colonizing it, not leaving trace of the apparent tranquility that before resided in that mysterious place where the interplay of mystical forces challenges my rationality and my identity. Restless ocean waves crush against myself from every direction. There is nowhere to look, to escape, no traced path ahead of me. 
No lighthouse signaling the presence of a near harbor. The salt of my tears burns, obfuscates every certainty. Then impassable, I just stop. I am, I stay, I sit, I close my eyes and abandon myself. No more resistance, no more thinking, just being. I am in the womb of the earth, of the mother, of the nature, bathed in those warm waters that dilate my nostrils, open my lungs, and soften my muscles. The storm silently fades, evaporates through my pores, and disperses itself in the smoke of a vapor that embraces myself as a ritual of purification. I open my eyes, it is dawn. I smile, I'm home. Thank you so much. So we're gonna bring up our next performer. Uh, so ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Jenny! How dare you ask me how I am, bringing back all those memories from so long ago. It's been 15 years, and now you want to know? We spent two years together when I was 22. Two years, it took another two to recover from you. You bled me dry like a leeching cadaver, not just by money, nah, you were clever. You reeled me in on a game of show and tell. Little did I know that you'd make my life hell. The sex was so exciting, you blew my innocent mind. You were my everything, but I was blind. Things seemed so good at first. Nothing could quench the thirst I felt for you or you for me. I overlooked the fact that you were fucked in the head. Or was it me who was crazy? Things seemed so good at first. Nothing could quench the thirst I had for you or you for me. I overlooked the fact that you were fucked in the head. Or was it me who was crazy? I would go to work and you wouldn't. <laughs> I tried to encourage you, but you just said you couldn't. We would party all weekend, drink and get high. Everything seemed okay then, but it was all a lie. In our false sense of euphoria, we'd talk about how things would improve, how our connection was so special and unique, and you'd prove how your love for me grew every day, and I'd say the same, but then in the cold light of day, you'd treat me like shit and shove me away. The time you started to fight with me in a bar, you started shouting and pushing me, but you went too far. So I pushed you back, and the bouncer saw. He grabbed me and threw me out the door. It was raining, and you had the keys. 
you had the money on you, so I had to freeze. I wanted to go home, but you still hadn't come out. They wouldn't let me back in, and I started to doubt whether you'd ever join me in my pathetic endeavor. When you finally showed up, it took you forever. I was relieved to finally see you, but when I called out your name, your look turned to one of hatred and mine to shame. I stood there frozen to the spot, but I knew what was due as you charged at me with your fist raised, shouting, I'm gonna fucking kill you. In shock, my reaction was automatic. I just hit out to defend myself, but the result was emphatic. I looked at you in horror as you lay there, star-shaped on the floor. The smile on your face of satisfaction. I'd never hit anyone before. So many times before, you taunted and bullied me, saying that you could. You'd finally broken me. You said you would. It was a torturous ride home, but I managed to stay silent. It took everything I had to prevent you from getting violent. When we got home, you flew into a rage. You smashed the place up. You should have been in a cage. I sat in the corner watching the destruction, but that was not enough for you. You were intent on interaction. You looked at me with eyes not heeding the broken glass on the floor and your feet that were bleeding. You came at me with full rage. Stop, I begged. You're supposed to love me. So, here you are asking me how I am. Whenever before did you give a damn? It's been years since I've thought about all this. Horrid anxiety mixed with what I stupidly thought was bliss. And now, you use Facebook to message me out of the blue. What did you seriously expect me to say except, fuck you? <laughs>